0: Hey, what's going on, motivators? Today is the, uh, the 23rd, I believe, of August 2021. 86 degrees, sunset coming down. Just come back from Philly, uh, fit. <clears throat> Rather fucking planet fitness. I'm soaking wet, kicked ass, took names. Listen, I'm not judging anyone because it's a judgment-free zone, but there are some folks in there. There's not, I mean, it's not a shit ton of free weights, right? You don't want all kinds of clanky barbells and stuff, people doing power cleans and dropping bars on the ground. It's not what it's for. And thankfully, you know? So they have like four Smith machines, which are, I don't know if you know what a Smith machine is. But it's a, it's a barbell, but it's on a track. It's on like a ball-bearing track. It's got hooks on it. And if you move your wrists, you can di- engage or disengage the hooks. So you can load it up just like a regular barbell. They've got rubberized plates with hand um, grips on them, really nice plates. And uh, you can load them on. You can do anything you can do with a barbell, pretty much. <clears throat> there's some restriction in the movement, which is the idea, right? Because you're not dealing with, you know, hardcore gym rats typically in there. It's against it's planet fitness. It's, it's like an everybody gym, like an average Joe's gym is what it is. So the Smith machine, I, I'm doing like, you know, some pull down machine, like almost like a hammer strength or whatever the, the machine that they have. It's, it's got, um, You're reaching up, grabbing, whatever your grip, and it's like a pull-down, but you can do it with either hand. It's pretty nice. And in front of me are the Smith machines, and there's both male and female adjacent, and they're doing this exercise for their butt cheeks, I guess. Um, What they do is they'll take a flat bench, and they'll put it just outside, just in front of that... uh, Smith machine, the, the bar, and then they will load the plate, load some plates on the bar, and they'll put that device, that bar, right on their the front of their thighs. And if there's a pad, well, that's that's important because it's gonna get you right in the anterior thigh, and it might not be comfortable. So they rest that on their like in their uh, towards their crotch. The bar goes across their thighs. Laterally, perpendicularly, and then they drop their butt down and they thrust their pelvis up. Now, so this is obviously an exercise for the hip extensors. Your primary hip extensor is your gluteus maximus. So, this is a powerful muscle, it's big, uses a lot of energy, Uh, it it can give, uh, in addition to. Propelling us forward as in running, walking, sit to stand, all that. The glute also gives our bottom shape. So, so you say somebody's got a nice ass, talking about the glute max, typically. Uh, the glute medius is more on the side. So you put your hands like on your side, uh, side of your hip. There's another muscle there that can give a nice muscular look to the, the thigh, but. The glute max is what everyone wants to, people to notice, right? Oh, look at the ass on that, you know? So so people are working it, but it seems like this is the... I don't know where they got this exercise. It is it is an exercise, but it's one of those things where there's a lot of better movements that you can do that where you can use more weight, where you can more appropriately develop that muscle without looking like you're fucking a barbell. And who cares what you look like, right? It's a judgment-free zone. But it's weird. It's a little bit strange. And again, it's not a female. There are a lot of females. uh, You'll watch all the women typically will go to the leg press, the hamstring curl, the leg extension, stuff like that. Uh, you'll, You'll see them doing uh, deadlifts on the Smith machine, and you see them doing this bar humper exercise. I see some guys do it too. It's just interesting to me. It's interesting, um, and there's nothing wrong with it at all. Oh, hold on, Peter. Thank you. Gotta go CVS, pick up a prescription for my little girl. Alright, hold on a second. Fuck faces. <laughs> Sorry, turds. I had to go get some little. Talked to my friend at CVS. Striking blue hair, very nice. Saw my Navy, Navy Federal, uh, Amex card, and she said, "Oh, you're military." I said, "Yeah." She said, "Oh, my father, grandfather, mother." Brothers, nephews, West Point. Da, da, da. I was going to serve, but I blew my knee out. Couldn't do it. I said, "Well, there's all kinds of different types of service, you know." Should said, "Oh, well, really? Yeah." Fucking be a good person. Be a good friend. Help people out. Be kind. Right? She's like, "Yeah." Fucking hey. Uh, also, just peering out a little. Uh, hey, it's a shame. This is terrible. But um, Charlie Watts from the Rolling Stones passed today. Uh, I think early, uh, maybe over the weekend or last week, he declared that he was not going to be touring with the Stones. And now we know why. He you know, wasn't feeling good. So he had some sort of surgery planned, and at 80 years of age, he he didn't make it so 80 fucking years Touring with What is Pretty much regarded As You know One of the best bands In rock and roll ever Fucking senior citizens Out there Dancing around Singing Rocking Drumming Strumming You know Unbelievable Unbelievable Prowess the Rolling Stones. I was fortunate enough to see them with uh, some friends, me and my buddy Mike. We went out a couple years ago, right before all this bullshit. With the pandemic started and we went down there and we had a great time, man. It was one of the, I mean, it was a bucket list item. Uh, another friend was nice enough to hook us up with these tickets and we went and had an outstanding time. That's my friend uh, Mike, my buddy Milo, hooked us up. So we went and we had a great time. And, um, you know, people are hanging their heads. And, oh, uh, you know, Charlie. yeah, I mean, he's 80 years old. He's somebody's grandpa and probably great-grandpa. And he lived, I don't know, how many lives can you say that somebody like a Charlie Watts or a Mick Jagger you know, how many years how many lifetimes have they lived many so I look, I'm sad he's gone but we're all going to be gone at some point so we live we live for today the guy was, you know, was 80 years old he was playing drums for the Rolling Stones you know what people are doing at 80 years old I'll tell you they ain't playing drums for the Rolling Stones, man. They're not touring the world. Truly remarkable. So, so it's terrible. I'm I'm sorry that he he's passed, but I got to say, I'm glad he's around. I know everybody. It's um, mourning his loss. I know that understand, but you know, there's enough to be unhappy about. I'm glad this guy was around and rocked out as long as he fucking did. Beat goes on. We strike the beat. Maybe not as good as and timely as Charlie, but we strike it, man. We keep going. We rock it out. We start a band. We keep the rhythm. We live inspired by somebody like him. So, you know, what an awesome concert that was. Look at this dick face. If you fucking drive a nice car like that, bro, you need to have a pair of fucking balls. Drive it like a real man. blow my blow your doors off with my fucking 5.7 liter RAM. Make a little pit stop here. So the beat goes on, you fucking turds. Let's do it. Let's keep it. Let's strike it. Hit those fucking... Drums, hit those frickin', hit the time. I don't even know the mechanics of drumming. Take the sticks and hit the fucking skins. Do that thing with your foot. Doom, 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 doom. God, the nervous system on that guy. I'd like to see his nervous system like illuminated, electrified, visible to the naked eye so you can see what's going on in his mind, what parts of his brain are firing. And sending impulses down his fucking spinal cord and out his arms and legs and what does that do? What is he, What are his vital signs like when he's when he's drumming like that? They should hook that fucker up to electrodes. Anyway, he's, a, he's an immortal. You do that shit long enough he's a goddamn immortal. And that's just one aspect of his life. I wonder what his life was like the rest of it. Alright. Hold on a second. <laughs> Let me tell you something, you sons of bitches. The beat goes on, you hear me? Who is this fucking turd? So. I, You know, you guys know that I've become like a little... Cerveza a connoisseur, enjoy my uh, my IPAs. Just one or two a night. Mind your own goddamn business. You think about that. So I go to this place. I've been. I really like this this place called Workhorse Brewing Company. Workhorse, and it's down in King of Prussia, and they have this really good New England IPA. There's a bunch of great brewing companies around here. But I like Workhorse. they got a great New England IPA and West Coast IPA. And so I go to this place over here by my house and the beer, they got it for sale for like $13. That's what they got it on the shelves for. And people, the thing is, it's underpriced. Uh, They should probably make it $15 or $17. But this is the second time at least that this clerk in, you know, within the couple weeks, a month. She's like, oh, let me check. Is that really? Oh, $28 uh, for two, four packs? Wait, you own the place, lady? It's a fucking microbrew place. They're trying to move their product. They're trying to get people liking it so that they're willing to pay $15 or $20 a fucking four-pack for the shit. Know, she doesn't mean any harm, but it's good beer. Really good. Local. I enjoy that, you know? I really do enjoy it, so... Look You know, check that out. So let's see what we got here. We talked about a little bit this... uh this hip extensor, uh, you you, you want to work your hip extensors, your glutes, your butt cheeks, a little bit better. Um, do a stiff legged deadlift, like with some weight. Find a, a you know a, a curb, a a box, a stair, something that you can stand on, get a little bit of clearance from the ground, a parking block. Make sure you're not going to bust your ass. I can't be held responsible. And you lean forward, touch your toes, and you don't touch your toes. And, and do your back when you, when you lift, when you come back up to a standing position, you don't use your low back, at least not preferentially. Preferentially, you're gonna squeeze your hamstrings first, your hamstrings, and then when you approach uh, an upright position, you're gonna squeeze your butt cheeks with authority. And if you grab, you know, 220s or 240s or whatever, depending upon who you are, and you do these. You do, you know, three sets of ten or twelve. It'll fucking it'll work your hamstrings, man. It'll work your butt cheeks really well too. So let's say you can't do that. Well, then you can do a kickback. You can grab a um, the, the counter. You have, say a little kitchen counter. You got a yeah. You know, better yet, if you have the side of a picnic table at the park, and you just kick back. You put your hands on the table. So you're on all fours, basically bent over a table. You're not completely lying on the table. You're just standing on the ground. Approach the side of the table, grab the fucking side of the table, and kick back. Kick back to a... 1, 2, 3, 1. 1, 2, 3, two. One, two, three, three. One, two, three 4. All right? You do that. And you can also do it where you are... With a straight leg, you're you're elevating your leg to the rear. You can also lie on your belly on a flat surface, and you can do a skydiver. Squeeze your butt cheeks as hard as you can. It's that mental squeeze. Remember that mental squeeze, the mental picture that I I shared with you um, last week. It's important adding emphasis. So if you want your butt cheeks to be nice, you can also do things like squats. You know, you can do partial squats. You don't have to go all the way down. Oh, I blew up my knee. All right, well, you're among many. Find a seat, sit down, stand up. Stand up a little bit faster than you lower yourself. This is a skill you something you're going to have to do for the rest of your life. So you need to be able to sit and stand up. So do that. Do that. Like it's an exercise, like it's your job, like do that 50 times. Do a partial squat, barely touch down, and then go up as fast as you can. And squeeze the butt cheek at the top, then lower down. I call the, if you want to kick it up a notch, do what's called the hot seat, where when you just barely lower and graze the table with your buttocks, you spring up, maybe even jump up do all kinds of crazy stuff with the DDI sticky to pee, You understand what I'm saying? So you don't need to do this fucking barbell Smith machine on the groin, humping the Smith machine. You don't need to do it. Don't do it. It's cumbersome. It's not necessary. People are looking at you. They are judging it, even though it's a judgment-free zone. So there's that. Today was a pretty good day. I did get out into the carving pit. I cut a shitload of slices of pine. Because I'm going to start making pinekins for the fall. I want to trick these fuckers out. I want to put them on the curb. I want to have inventory. I've been inspired from that little trip to Lancaster. There are people that have, you know, that sell all kinds of little knickknacks and crafts, arts and crafts and shit. People love my pinekins. You know, and they can be every year, you can pull those out of the, the basement or wherever, the attic, and put it out there on the stoop, and people love it. And it's just made out of a slice of pine tree. So, what I need, as I've been saying, is that, you know, part of the problem, like I have a friend. I have a friend, and she, uh, she's got a business called Wolf House Imaginarium. I think that's what it's called. She's a really cool woman, really smart, and really crafty. She makes wands. Right, and these wands, uh, she makes them out of like dowels up with glue stick. Takes hot glue and drips them all over and makes different shapes and puts includes includes different little gizmos on it and shit. And they're really neat. She sells them. She sold them at a craft fair in Lansdale. She like sold them all. And uh, I. I crafter as well, I said, you know, I would like to see you uh, I commiserate with her. I said, well, you need to be able to make, you know, this is going to be something that people are going to buy from you, that you're going to be known for, I mean, people are going to want these things, and then you're going to be stressed, because you don't have the time to make them. And you don't have to, this doesn't have to be your livelihood, but you could make an impressive business for yourself, get a little extra disposable income, or any day money. And it's a great... Uh, expression of your of yourself. So I was commiserating with her because so often, you know, people like I'm working on this. <clears throat> My friend, the bridge keeper, and I'm like, Ugh, I, I just don't have time. I'm, I'm I'm inspired by it, but it's hard. You know, it's not like a bear or something. This is something that's like—it's uh, got to look exactly like this. Got to look like an actual person from a comedy movie, and I want it to look good for them. So I've been dragging my feet a little bit, and also just life getting in the way. But I'll be do- working on the bridge keeper, and you know, making this elaborate kind of carving that I love the challenge of, but I'm frustrated for the lack of time, and then. It'll be, you know, it's already almost fall. You know, it's going to be September in a couple of weeks. So people are going to want to get their fall decor their out. And I want to be able to, to make these. So I have a bunch of, like, junk pine wood. It's not junk, but it's, you know, it's been it got sawdust on top of it. It's been rained on. It's all just unsightly. And it's kind of hard to make a carving pit look really good and organized, you know, even though some, you know, choice sections of wood are important to have, um, you know, really take care of them if you got a important carving coming up or something like that, but for these pinekins, I can take any, any wood, and I can just cut the shit out of, just zim zoom, zim cut through it, and hopefully with a friggin' sharp saw, which I have lacked, and, uh... I can just make product. I can make, I can rough out these pinekins, and then I can just start making them. And if I have an assembly line, somebody that can help me with the painting, I'll take the kids and, you know, I I started that. I think I told you about the Acorns accounts that I got for the kids, right? Oh, a little groundhog little out there eating some fucking, chewing the cud. So, um... I created those Acorns accounts. And right now there's $80 in it. That's for the two of them. It's 10 bucks a week. Every, uh... Every fucking... Monday, $10 is deposited into each account. So I'm going to make a strike a deal with them take them on the weekend, if they're free, and what I'm going to do is, I'm going to take these pinekins, I'm going to rough them out, I'm going to get all my other materials to finish them, get a shitload of spray paint, and I'm just going to have them help me, <laughs> you know, have those kids help my ass, right? Now last year, the pinekin that was everybody wanted was the ghost pumpkin, it's white, and it is, um, got a little bit of dark creases in it, like the grooves in it, they're, they're like gray, and I developed a really cool method to do it, I basically paint it white, and I take black or gray paint, and I just have my gloved hands, or, yeah, gloved hands, I just, rake my fingers down in those grooves, and then I let that sit, it's beautiful, shading look, and then finish up the um, the uh, stem on it, and then wrap a little uh, raffia on it, a little fucking weed, and just otherwise make it like fall-festy, like, and just make the shit out of these things, sell the fucking shit out of them people love them, people want to celebrate, they want to be happy, they want to enjoy the seasons, and I love doing that, man, I love, I really do, I love doing it, but uh, year after year, I, I've been getting so many pinekin orders that people start to get a little, All um, right, or the orders become a lot, and then I'm like, oh, I'm making a lot of these fucking pinekins, same, but you get better and better at it as you do it and it's fun it's it's a good it's time well spent a few hours on a Saturday morning or a Sunday and get the kids out there and help me I could really knock these things out so i look forward to that so that's good anyway so I got out there in the carving pit I worked on the bridge keeper I cut a cross cut a bunch of pine to make inventory for the pinekins I also made a club. I made a club out of at this piece of cedar that I've been admiring. I've kept this fucker. It's been out there through several winters. I found it somewhere on a dog walk. Nice piece of cedar. Cedar lasts forever. It's like rot proof, typically. And so I made it. It was. I figured I'm going to make a club out of it. You know, I could just make wooden weapons. I could make wooden weapons. I could make. just clubs. So my point is this, I'm making bridge keepers and I like the challenge and, you know, it'll be good money and I'll maybe get another job out of it. But I should probably just stick to the simple stuff that I can do quickly. Like I can make a club pretty good. I can, um, I can carve a bowl pretty easily. People like bowls, handmade, I just I'm crazy about this stuff. So, and it's that time of year where things start cooling down a little bit, and I, I like to get out there. It's perfect carving weather. So there's that. Hit the gym, feeling pumped. Obviously, you. Any time that I leave the gym, you'll get a good podcast out of me. I'll tell you that. You know, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> so. Remember I told you about in um, Lancaster when we we went out to the dinner, a place is called Osteria Trattoria or whatever, Osteria Vitorini, some Italian shit. So really nice, high-end restaurant. Very good food. And that guy who was going on and on about his business and how he made it big and all this crap. Good for him. So one of the things he kept saying that made me really question him and now, I'm questioning myself because I just used the phrase. He kept saying, Let me be honest with you. Let me be honest with you. I made this much money and I pay my employee this much, including benefits. Like, you fucking turd. Let me tell you something, dude. Let me be honest with you. Hey, let, how about it be cool if I could assume that you're always honest with me? I'm always honest. I don't like that phrase. I gotta be honest. That suggests that maybe you're concealing something. I don't conceal shit, as you guys know. So, I don't know what I said I was going to be honest about. It was... Oh. <laughs> so, I had that rant yesterday about the, uh, the beehive thing and Stinger's Out... And I apologize if anybody, who knows, you might like those angry, angry Aaron, angry drill rants. But I'm trying to motivate people. In order to do that, though, you gotta you gotta tackle some tough subjects, and you gotta you gotta be honest. You have to be really go after things. So I was cranky, motherfucker, yesterday. Like it was it was an off day, and I had people coming in who were expressing that it was an off day. And that yard looks like a fucking dump. I mean, I know I got a woodpile. These motherfuckers. They, they, that yard looks like shit. Crap all over the fucking place. Kids, toys, plastic crap, broken down vehicles, scumbags. Whatever. Um... So... Hey, one thing I've always wanted to do... I don't know if it would make me die a horrible death... But you ever look down uh, power lines... Like the... The path of power lines... And see the... um, You know, just... It's land just devoted to that... For that purpose, right? And it usually goes up and over the terrain... And for once you can see... Because it's treeless, typically usually like underbrush or sometimes there's a trail I think it'd be cool to just walk a power line just walk it until hike it until it's fucking done bet you'd have some pretty interesting um, travels there because you know there's just a lot of you know probably a lot of critters that live there take refuge there it's a nice house Um, you know, maybe we'll do that. Who wants to walk power lines? I'm not talking like for miles. See where it fucking ends up. You know, cuts a swath through. I'm sure you could Google Earth it and then follow the path and just do it. And I don't know if there would be if you would be in harm's way hiking underneath the high tension wires. Maybe. Um, so let me think about this. So there's that, yeah. Um, I lose my train of thought. I see things. I point them out. I hope you don't mind that. If you don't, if you do, fuck you. All right, fuck you. It's your own podcast, turd. Um. So yeah, the guy was. Oh, well, I'm gonna be out. Uh, let me be honest with you, okay? Yeah, fucking. How about you be honest all the time with me? Be honest with us, dickhead. Um. So, but yesterday. I was fucking fired up, I guess because I was I was being barraged, we all were I'm sure, with things happening. you know there were um, people were having bad days. I told you about my nurse friend whose dog died, she picked up the ashes and you know, all kinds of strife out there in the world and all these hot button issues that people are dealing with and it, it got to me. Uh, I didn't let it get to me. It certainly, I don't believe that it impacted my interaction with patients or my family or anything like that. But people can tell. You know, when I come home after a long day, uh, as I'm sure you can attest as well, come home after a long day, I'm like, Ew. My wife's like, how was your day, honey? And I'm like, oh, it was fucking great. You uh, know, And my days are usually good. They're usually good, but I'm just, I don't have much left at the end of the day, right? So, I'm hoping that Wednesday is going to be different. And I'm going to make it so. And this exercise session here, this Planet Fitness visit, was important. It's gonna be important going forward. It's My self-care. So I'm gonna to try to get in there as often as I can. I graded my first paper for the doctorate program I teach for this morning. Uh, that uh, gave me a good uh, primer, a little reminder how <coughs> how that goes. It's pretty fucking easy. I always want to up my game a little bit this this time around. Um, I've getting got some really high high marks from. Ratings from previous um, cohorts, previous classes. I'm a fan favorite, so I want to be even better <clears throat> this time around. And I'll meet my Griffins next week, next uh, Tuesday, 31st. Kids are going back to school, wife back to work tomorrow. So dog what about our dog how are we gonna do this good old moment we're gonna figure it out that's all I got to say for tonight love and respect and I will talk to you guys tomorrow I'm sure (laughs)